Hello and welcome to Hey What Do I Know, a no-holds-barred video pod from the inquiring, somewhat disturbed, discerning mind of a free speech-loving and best-life-living advocate, me, Arietta Hu. On here, we'll talk about all things society and culture, from music to fashion, social awareness, on-trend news topics, and, you know, my general musings on shit I find interesting. Most of the times, we just be me, because I talk a lot, and other times, I may have guests, this is, of course, topic dependent. But for now, grab a drink, grab a spliff, sit back, relax, and listen to me. Let's go. doing good today wow the weather in europe has changed it's getting colder and snuggle weather is around the corner yay personally i have to be careful i don't put on any snuggle weight this winter because i'm still struggling to lose the snuggle weight i put on last winter my god isn't it amazing how the seasons change it actually changes so much that i feel like my moods are defined by the seasons it's not like i'm happier in summer and sadder in winter it's just that stuff in my life actually just seems to be going up and down in accordance to the weather go talk to the big guy about that but yeah yeah, yeah. the world is its usual crazy self and the I mean, over the last few weeks there have been a few topics uh you know taking place on the global scale that um uh, i've wanted to talk about so first of all i must apologize because now i said i was going to do this po- podcast fortnightly i just can only do them when i can you know that's life i can only do it when i can so just bear with me i hope you're still there listening i hope you still look forward to them but anyway as i was saying so much happened in the world as per usual but i've just chosen a few topics to talk about because i can't even first of all i can't even get into the shit happening in england with boris and all of that stuff that's hilarious uh but hilarious not haha but almost cringe hilarious so instead, I'm going to talk about somebody else's presidents. Let's talk about Justin Trudeau, you know, the one and only JT, not Timberlake, not Bieber. Speaking of which, congratulations to Justin and Hayley Bieber for getting married yesterday. I, I'm just so happy for the journey um, Justin Bieber is on at the moment, sidebar, by the way. And yeah, God bless them. So back to Justin Trudeau, the Canadian PM who's been caught out in the blackface scandal. Now... As you guys know, I love to try and educate. So I'm going to try and drop some knowledge as to why blackface is a complete... No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Destiny's Child. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, blackface is a form of theatrical makeup used by white performers to represent a caricature look of a black person. This practice contributed to the spread of racial stereotypes and the American author and cultural commentator John Strasberg explained... That blackface is a part of tradition displaying blackness for the enjoyment and edification of the white folk. So, now you get this gist around blackface. Let's bring it back to the present day. So, over the last few weeks, not one, not two, but three images of Justin Trudeau, the Canadian Prime Minister, has surfaced of him dolled up in blackface for a fancy dress party. I cannot, guys. I cannot. Now, I feel like this is like 
Justin Trudeau is that person that every party, they go, go Justin, go Justin. He comes out in blackface. But go Justin, go Justin. People might be expecting you to bust a move, but your homeboy, no, no, no. He comes out in blackface. So after the first pick came to light, I thought, you know, uh, you know, Justin Trudeau is one of the good ones, so this may be some sort of witch hunt. He did some stuff that was stupid when he was younger, as many of us do. And, you know, the haters would definitely use this as an opportunity to get at someone who I consider to be a very progressive prime minister. You know, he'd shown empathy and support to the Me Too movement and to the black community in Canada and the world, you know. And then, like, more images start to surface of JT in blackface, like... Justin Trudeau's blackface, that is definitely was his party trick and the only way he thought he could do fancy dress. Like, even when this dude, right, was dressed up as Aladdin, like head to toe in the whole Arabian garb, turban, pointy shoes, you know, a costume that even my Uncle Stevie Wonder, just by touching, you know, would know that that was an Aladdin costume. Homeboy thought, you know what, I'm going to go one further. I'm going to polish my face, put some black polish on and blackface. Like... Even if somebody saw this person from Mars, like a character from Mars dressed up in that outfit, they would know it was Aladdin. But no, like he said, he's a bit over-enthusiastic with the costumes. He had to put on the blackface. This dude brought out the shoe polish and blackened up. <laughs> it's beggar's belief, guys. I'm not laughing because <laughs> it's funny, haha. No, but once again, it's hilarious. You know, the truth is, I'm not offended by it at all, you know. And most of you would agree with me or not agree with me, but that's fine. But actually, I can't lie about it. But the belly tickler for the whole situation was the statement he gave when he was called out. Because Homeboy called a press conference to address the situation. And then here are some excerpts from the statement. He goes, but first of all, it's important to say he acknowledged that his behavior was racist which is a good way to start. And then he went on to say, it was something I didn't think was racist at the time, but now I recognize it was something racist to do. And I am deeply sorry. He also went on to say, I have worked my whole life to try and create opportunities for people to fight against racism, <laughs> racism, not racism, <laughs> intolerance. And, um, I can just stand here and say I made a mistake when I was younger that I wish I hadn't. Okay, fair enough. But on reading his apology and that part of the statement again and again, I kind of realized that he wasn't exactly being apologetic. You know, even though he was owning up to his mistake, in my ears, I'm hearing him say, I'm sorry, I did a bad thing. But don't forget all the good things me have been doing, you know. I've been supporting you guys for a long time. That should count for something. Uh, Justin Trudeau, as much as it should count for something. The fact that you did this many times. We've only got like three, four pictures now of you in fancy dress. And one of, oh God, I need to digress. One of the characters that he committed to was so fully committed to the black face that through ripped jeans, you can see the characters got black knees. That one just even killed me. It was hilarious. And um, though you've, you know, you said you were sorry, it kind of doesn't negate from the fact that you've just been caught with your pants down, darling. So, like, on three or four occasions that he blacked up, he blacked up, he played Aladdin, which we just talked about, you know, a Persian, Muslim person. 
And then he also <laughs> confessed to dressing up and performing as Harry Belafonte, you know, a black singer. And but 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 this character, even though he sang Deo, by the way, you guys need to watch Trevor Noah's Daily Show Roundup uh, a conversation around the situation. You would you would literally piss yourselves laughing. Like I was saying, the final uh, image that kind of like did it for me was him dressed up as some sort of black man stereotype from the 80s or 90s. You know, with the curly Afro hair wig, T-shirt, ripped jeans. And through the ripped jeans, you could see black leg. You could see his black face and he's got black arms. Like he was so committed. Who freaking does that? Justin Trudeau does that suit. He must have committed so much to the character to go as far as like dark in his knees. And when I saw that picture, I had to applaud the dude for this dedication. This dedication, huh? You must have seen the reason why like this whole black thing, this blackface thing should not be taken lightly. And um, reason being is it really reveals, you know, that white people and any other race that does this, it almost reveals their total failure to grasp the ongoing violence of racism. So while I said I wasn't offended by it, I have to acknowledge that anyone who blackens up to do blackface, it reveals they don't really care or grasp the ongoing violence that racism and like what black people have gone through just for the color of their skin. We didn't choose to be born like this, but we've been treated subhuman, you know, from time. So Justin Trudeau, you know, I'm not happy about this. And while many people, you know, my, my husband included acknowledges that racism exists. Yeah. They don't believe in race because most people say race is a social construct of society put in place by the white man to oppress, you know, oppress people of color, which I agree. But why I agree with this, we cannot simplify or we cannot simply wipe off the color of our skin. When some people see it, they hate us. So the fact that people get blackface for a night as a bit of fun, it, it, it can be deeply offensive to some. So I would say, even though Justin Trudeau isn't racist, in my opinion, he just wanted some attention. He's a big attention seeker. And even he, he admits to the enthusiasm for fancy dress going a bit too far. And I couldn't agree more. So Justin, you don't get any more ghetto passes from me. Justin Trudeau, that is, not Tim Blake or Bieber, because I'd be loving those two. Justin Trudeau, you don't get any more ghetto black passes from me. And after this episode, you better go fix up and arrange yourself. All right? So speaking of ghetto passes and moving on to some ghetto behavior, let's talk about Takeshi69, a.k.a. Takeshi Schnitch9, a.k.a. Daniel Hernandez. So... Unless you've been living as part of a cult or like an expedition team to the Amazon or the Arctic or space in the last few months, you'll have to excuse, uh, you have an excuse for not being familiar with what's happening with this rapper, Instagram star, etc., etc. And really, if you're not interested in, you know, culture, then you probably don't know. But his name seems to be everywhere. And for those of you who don't know, here's a little brief history on him. So Takeshi 69 is one of those new school rappers who talk tough and pretend to be gangster. He's been around since 2014 or so, but in that short space of time, he has gained notoriety globally for his 
wild rapping, screaming style, like shouting style, and uh, for his music and for his social media beef. Coming from Brooklyn, the kid hadn't done too badly for himself, but there was one big issue. Takeshi 69 was gang affiliated. Actually, he was a full-blown member of the Nine Train Gangsters, which is a subset of the Blood Street Gang in New York. And the Bloods, as we know them, or as you don't, is one of the biggest street gangs in the world. So, how did this whole situation begin with Takeshi 69? How did he get the snitch nine monkey here? In 2008, 69 was sentenced to four years probation over explicit videos he made with an underage girl. He since come forward and said he didn't know the girl in the video was 13 and think he was about 16 or 17 at the time. I must stress that he was 17 at the time of the video was made. Still not an excuse at all. And he was also done for assault uh, and a misdemeanor. And at the end of 2018, he was arrested again and charged with crimes related to a series of violent crimes and drug trafficking offences. So, basically in his songs, he always shouted at the end, yeah, it's Nine Trey or it's Treyway or something, you know, bigging up the gang. So, overnight, this dude kind of went from like this, you know, Brooklyn teenager to like world hip-hop viral sensation in a very short space of time. And then um, in February this year, you know, he's been in court for a while since his last arrest in December 28. He admitted to being a member of the Nine Trey gangs and took part in various gang activities like stick ups, assaults, fights, robberies, drugs, firearms, racketeering, etc. etc. And in an attempt to reduce the jail time that he was facing, because Homeboy, yeah, was looking at 47 years, just taking it back, he was only. He's only uh, 20 right now, and he was looking at 47 years in prison. He made a deal with the prosecutors. Basically, he was going to sing like a bird and snitch. I wouldn't say snitch, per se, but it was snitching, and he gave up all the information to save himself. So, as some of you from street people, you will know that snitches get stitches. Anybody who grew up in an urban area... In a city, you must have heard that word before. People don't like snitches, especially in the underworld community. Especially no one in the gang, like the Bloods, would like snitches. And the lowest thing for you to be regarded is as a rat. I mean, in mafia terms, rats are always almost put down, you know? So this month, or last month, I should say, because it's the 1st of October today, Takeshi69 took the stand and did what he said he would do which was to cooperate with the prosecution he took the stand and he flipped homeboy flipped flip flip flipped was given information on the inner workings of the gang and he implicated other celebrity members of the blood gangs which one of them was cardi b <laughs> duh she already told us that in her phone but yellow when she sang these expenses these is blood issues uh, bloods i kind of got that from the beginning but she's no longer gang affiliated. Anyway, reading from the transcript of this case, I couldn't help but feel sorry for Takeshi 69. I'm not ever gonna lie. You know, he, you know, after years of toiling in the rap underground, his career took off in 2017 when he linked up with the nine play the nine tray bloods. He became a success as soon as he became gang affiliated. You know? You see, my thing is with Takeshi and with this whole situation. If you can't do the time, do not do the crime. And most people think that is kind of harsh. But that underbelly of society, you know, uh, the criminal underworld, 
it's no joke. It's literally no joke. And um, even though I've always been on the fence about snitching, right? If I can be completely honest, yeah. I also kind of follow that code, <laughs> snitches get stitches. <laughs> but on the flip side to this, the guy's 20 and he was looking at 47 years in prison. I am not going to lie. I would have sung like a parrot, like a canary. I would have sung like I was an opera singer. I would have sung like I was Maya Carey or like Whitney Houston. Bottom line, I would have sung. Like, I'd been going to jail at 20 and coming out at 67. Are you freaking kidding me? I'm just going to put it out there. Me, I'm a weakling. I can't commit no crimes. I can't do anything. Well, not bad crimes anyway. Just little ones here, there. But... If I was in a gang, I'd be very much, don't do anything around me or because I go report you. I will have to say something if I'm being asked. The same way I'll have to commit my own crimes in private so no one knows and no one can snitch on me. But this whole situation with Takeshi 69, it didn't make me laugh. So I would say to him once again, I'm sorry that you're going through all this shit, but you kind of brought it upon yourself. And if you can't do the time, definitely definitely don't do the crime it's, it's as simple as that <laughs> moving on to crimes <sighs> i think uh the uk government and the american government are going through a lot of similar stuff at the moment you know one country is being accused of um asking for international help on in on internal policy issues and the other one uh, it's been accused of having <laughs> affairs, which we kind of knew already, and illegally bringing parliament to a standstill. I don't know how any of these things are going to turn out, but one thing I do know is that we need to sort this out. Sort this out because it seems to be too much rubbish going on in terms of governments of the world. Uh, even in Nigeria... Um, one of the biggest activists uh, on change, Shawara, he has been arrested and in prison, uh, even though he is, um, the government has said he needed to be released. He appeared before court yesterday and was being manhandled. We really need to take stock about what's happening in the world and try our best to actually make sure our voices are heard so that evil won't prevail because... The only way I can describe all the stuff happening, you know, in these great countries is that evil is prevailing and we need to kind of stamp it out. On a fun note, I want to talk about really quickly the athletics uh, competitions that just happened in Doha. Like everyone was complaining about the heat and the runners were complaining about the heat. Da, 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 da. Well, here's my take on it. Doha is always going to be a hot country. Why did the International Athletics Union or whatever they're called, IAF Federation, International Athletics Federation, why did they sign on to have this competition in a country that is so, so hot? Hmm? Why? You guys took the money, so you now need to deal with the consequence of all these um, athletes complaining about feeling robbed of a chance to win a medal or place at the competition due to extreme heat the heat shot didn't seem to affect those kenyan people or those ethiopian people much because i was watching the 5000 uh 
uh, race, 5,000 meter race. And these Kenyan women, man, one, two, three, they were going for it. And the same for the Ethiopian and the Kenyan men, et cetera, et cetera. It's actually quite funny because even in every, um, 5,000 meter race, 8,000 meter race, most of these countries nowadays seem to have a Kenyan lookalike representing their country, even though these men are not actually from Kenya, maybe no, sorry, not actually from those countries, but originally from Kenya. So it's quite funny to see a lineup of athletes, you know, from one to five who, you know, are all Kenyan, but like two or three are from diff running for different countries. I think that's hilarious. I hope that they're treated nicely in those countries uh, that they, they run for because they've done a great job at these um, games that just concluded. The goat of the episode is Greta Thunberg, or Thunberg, but Thunberg, because you know, I'll be Swedish now, that's how you say it, Thunberg. Uh, again, you must be living under a rock if you haven't heard of this amazing, 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 amazing girl. And, um, She's at the forefront. She's standing up front and fighting against climate change. She is the first um, teenager that, in world history, I think, that has ever addressed the UN on climate change. And um, she rose to prominence last year, you know, at 15 years old, for protesting outside the Swedish parliament every Friday in a bid to get them to do more to fight global warming. After Greta's campaign gained traction, she inspired students all over the world to protest in their own communities, letting the world know that no one is too young to have an opinion about the planet and want to do something about it. Um, he, she's, very, she's very concerned about a steady decline of the planet. And uh, after Greta addressed the UN Climate Change Conference last year, student strikes took place across every, you know, every week across many countries in the world. So... Since then, Greta has become some sort of target, which I'm, I think people should be ashamed of themselves for trying to bully this young girl, for wanting the world to be a better place for her and her generation. You should watch her. She speaks passionately about saving the ecosystems, saving the world, you know, sort of the, the, the world will eventually be a better place for her generation and how, you know, she won't forgive this generation for fucking it all up. Well, it's not us, I would say, Greta. Blame our parents. It's all them, you know? And um, this fearless long young lady is determined to make a difference in the world. And I would like to applaud her. Because in the face of scrutiny, in the face of bullying, even bullying from the president of the United States, this girl is standing firm. And I'm just really proud of her resilience. So Greta, I say, you're the goat of the week. More power to you. More freaking girl power, teenage power, whatever it is you need to, to carry on. You know, we're rooting for you, Greta. Go for it. And she's even inspiring me to think about the world differently. So that's a huge thing. So well done to Greta Thunberg, who is the goat of the episode. So the quote of the episode is an old Native American saying, which goes, We do not inherit the earth from our ancestors. We borrow it from our children. We do not inherit the earth from our ancestors. We borrow it from our children. And in the words of someone who shall not be named, let's all try and heal the world. This podcast was brought to you by me, researched by me, 
edited by me, put together by me, everything me, 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 sponsored by me. It's a me, 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 me enterprise. Thank you for listening. These are my thoughts. These are my musing. But when you think about it, what the hell do I know? This much I fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> Stop.